This podcast is brought to you by Peace Country Equipment. Peace Country Equipment, get geared up right. This is the Chuckin' Nuts Podcast. My name's Trin, and I'm an Oilers fan. My name's Brad, and I'm a Flames fan. Hey! Bitches. Welcome to the Chuck and Nuts Podcast, and uh, I don't think you guys expected us to get that serious, <laughs> but here we are, we did it. Um, of course, since our last podcast, we've, the hockey world's lost a lot of people. Yeah, a lot. America. Fuck you, COVID. Yeah. Well, actually, it's not I don't COVID. think COVID's in trouble. Uh, <laughs> America is, is hurting right now. America? Yeah. As in North America. No, America is. Oh. America's hurting most because Donald J. Trump. Oh, fuck. Was voted. <laughs> That's not what he I was thinking. voted out. And uh, we know it was all fraud. Fraud. Fraud like my singing. Uh-uh. That's a very center. <laughs> New location, y'all. Oh, we're kind of hiding Ellis, but then I'm like, there, oh, that's, that's good. That's nice and nice. Yeah, <laughs> we're in. So, is what it is. Cool. All right. All right, let's get to it. So, yeah, there are a few tributes we got to pay tribute to. That's, <laughs> wow. that's, wow. We're in fine form we're, right now. We are winning. And this guy's sober. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um... So I guess we'll start with uh, the most important and go from there, right? Yep, I agree. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Uh, they're all very important. Good Lord. Um, so we're going to uh, start by uh, giving a tribute to the, the legendary Joey Moss. Um, as an Oilers fan, Joey Moss was an icon. Like He really did have quite an impact. And uh, after he passed, there's so many great stories that came out from it, like... Um, as an Oilers fan, I just, I like, how could you not get pumped up watching him sing the national anthem? Honestly, I don't think it's just an Oilers fan. Well, but like, know. as an Oilers fan, knowing he's our guy. Right. Yeah, and I he's, understand. He's, he's there tight with all the guys. It, it meant something. But like, so that's what I was going to, I was going to lead up to. Uh, so like, as a fan of another team, 
like everybody knew who Julian oh, yeah. Moss was. Yeah, right? it, like, it hit home no different than if you were an Oilers fan. Yeah. Because you watch, whether you're a Flames fan, a Leafs fan, but if you got a chance to watch a game on TV and that camera zoomed into Joey singing a national anthem, like heartwarming, you can, you can first feel of all. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Passion there. And, you know, I think my favorite thing that came out of all this is like hearing some of the stories how. Um, like for those of you that don't know, I'll give you like the short version here. Wayne Gretzky was dating uh, Joey's sister Vicky, and at one point Wayne was with Vicky to go pick up her brother Joey, who worked at a bottle depot. And you know, for someone with Down syndrome, uh, what's your regular day to day life is like? The, they talked about how a lot of people with Down syndrome back in that time, oh yeah, you know, it wasn't like they were given any other no. opportunities, and, and if they were even lucky to get a job, yeah. yeah. So when they went to pick him up at the Bottle Depot, Wayne noticed that like he had this amazing work ethic, and he talked to Mister Sather, how he always says in every interview, Gretzky always says Mister Sather, which yeah. is pretty cool. And they brought Joey into work uh, for the team, and uh, all the stories that you hear, like how he was one of the guys, and it was so beautiful, like how he was not treated any differently. And Wayne Gretzky told this story, and I am going to use the R word because Wayne used the R word when he said this. On Oilers Now, Wayne Gretzky was talking about how they'd be hanging out there and, and Joey Moss would say uh, would talk about a play or something that they should do in the game. And, uh, and then Wayne looked at Joey and said, you know, Joey, that's actually pretty smart. And Joey looked at him and said, yeah, I'm retarded. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I never heard that. No, I never did either. So when I heard that story, I was like, I got to tell that. And like to use like, and I was like, nobody had a problem with him saying the R word there because that's not what it yeah, was. Yeah, but it was in the context of the conversation. Yeah. Right? So that was a great story. Uh, Sam Gagne uh, had a great piece in the Players Tribune talking about Joey Moss. Ryan Whitney on Spit and Chicklets uh, played a video of how, uh, of the team reacting to Joey Moss wrestling oh, Dustin yes. Penner. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, like such a great story. <laughs> and I think the most heartwarming thing that came out of it was uh, somebody had uh, texted to uh, Oilers now after Joey Moss passed away. And he said, talked about why he was such an icon. Cause he's, cause he said, I like, uh, I grew up with a down syndrome sibling right. and Joey Moss seeing what he accomplished. It made me go from kind of being a little embarrassed about it to being proud of having someone like that in your family. Now, Joey Moss lived a great long life. Um, Not long enough. But no, it's never long enough. But like you said, uh, if you would have said 20 years ago, yeah, this guy exactly. would live to be 57. Yeah. So, you know, it's with heavy hearts that we, uh, we do that. And it's just a great story to see somebody with, with a, uh, you know, a, a challenge or that was, you know, not given much opportunity. Even, nowadays, I don't consider it a challenge. No, and like, because um, it, it's a great is, stigma to get rid of. Yeah, everyone gives them the same opportunity. I shouldn't even say them. Everyone gets the same opportunity nowadays. Yeah. And it's just, it's awesome that in that time, he was given that stigma. Yeah, so the Oilers were ahead of the game that way. And I think that you're going to see more of that continue because, I, like you said, the Joey Moss Cup is is a game that is played every year and I'm pretty sure that the Oilers practice facility is going to be yeah, I think called so. the Joey Moss Memorial and yeah it's just a, it's just beautiful to look at uh you know uh apparently he he's his favorite song in karaoke night was La Bamba <laughs> Oh we should have played that well now we got it too late oh, no, no. <laughs> uh I think I hope the Oilers use that as their goal song uh, that would be great one thing I I you don't hear about. I guess 
maybe in other parts of the NHL it, it has happened with part of the staff, whether it be the trainer or the stick guy. I don't know of anyone else that has been such an inspiration to so many um, decades of athletes mm-hmm. in Edmonton, not just hockey. Yeah. Because he was big with the Eskimos too. Well, right? that's true. So, yeah, he was like they said. He, Joey Moss is the most famous person at Edmonton, and he doesn't even know it. No, exactly. Like, and yeah. that's so cool. And and you know what? If you've seen him walking in Calgary, I guarantee you, anyone there would know who he is too. Oh yeah, so, and probably would still love him, and would probably oh hundred percent. Yeah, like totally. they said. Also, Joey had no problem shooting the shit and throwing insults at everybody. Yeah, uh, Dwayne Rollison told a story about how. He would come in and he'd be like, "Are you gonna, are you gonna be a sieve? Or are you gonna be able to stop a beach ball today?" To Dwayne fucking Rollison, man, like that's something. So uh, yeah, rest in peace, Joey Moss. Uh, Fifty-seven wonderful years, uh, and uh, I hope you're singing La Bamba. I'm sure he is. Uh, so okay, well, there's our our. This is the most serious the Chuck and Nucks can ever get. <laughs> our itinerary has really started off. Well, Sad. <laughs> it's because we fiddle with technical yeah, difficulties yeah, yeah. that we're not going to get into. No, no. We're trying to make this more professional, and the world's just like, nope, we don't want yeah, that. We don't want that. Not today, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go from one depressing story to another. Uh, are you familiar with the Travis Roy story? I, Is not, it? I hope that's actually his name. Elaborate a little bit. <laughs> Because when you put that one on in the itinerary, I, I wasn't. Okay, uh, so with. he's a Boston University. Oh yes, I think. I it's, don't think it's Travis. Oh God, I'm gonna feel so bad if that's the case. Oh yes, it is. Travis. It is. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. 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 Yes, that's right. Sorry. Yes, I am. I'm aware of it. So I first came uh, understood this story from Bill Burr's podcast actually, because right. of yeah. course I'm a masshole like himself. Yeah, um, a guy who what 11 seconds into his, his debut, first shift. he. Yeah. Crash headfirst into the boards, um, and it left him paralyzed. Quadriplegic, actually. Well, okay, that to me that's paralyzed. Yes, yeah. Okay, I'm just I was specifying, I guess. And what's beautiful about it, this guy, like it's just like anybody else could be dealt that hand, and then you can look at your life and be like, well, it's not fair it happened, and you can give up. But I, Travis Roy did the exact opposite. I think honestly, if you want to compare it a little bit to Joey Moss, he took what he got. And, and he ran he, with it. Yeah, and he and made he, it so and much. And he fucking more. did an awesome job. And he all he wanted to do was keep inspiring. Yep. And yeah. he made a he made a, he made his life goal. So he only lived to forty five because obviously once again complications like yeah. with you know being a quadriplegic it's t- difficult. And uh, just from what you hear the stories, like you know it's something I wasn't familiar with. I recall hearing something about a, that happening to a player. I couldn't put a name on it. Right. Um. But uh, you know it, he's a, a legend in in the Boston area. I think if you put it into perspective, what happened there for a loss is going to affect the Boston College fan base, like Joy Moss affected. The the, yeah, side. exactly. Yeah. So um, you know, it, granted that I don't know much about the person, or I didn't really hear much about him. I just want. I just thought you know we had to give yep. props yeah. there, and uh, deserves it. And yeah, because that's a great story. Like uh, I've been reading a lot of great inspirational stuff and and when you hear someone that gets dealt that like you know it makes you look at your own life and be like like 
am I really gonna like like have you thought about some things that ruin your day? Yeah, and how fucking petty it feels when you yeah. when you compare it to that. So I think that's something that's good for everybody to remember to keep you humbled and um, you know you didn't uh, fuck just look up to someone like that and if they can find the joy in life like we Why can do it we? too. Yeah, fuck. All right, so the next one is going to be a little bit more easy yes because, yeah it's a little bit more acceptable I yeah guess is the way to celebrate it. life for uh the great howie meeker passing away at the age of 97 <laughs> yeah like connor mcdavid that's how long like connor mcdavid number yes that's yes. his age I, I got that thanks thanks for explaining that one to me so i have a personal connection to howie meeker And uh, I didn't realize that he, like, had a broadcasting career or anything. Like, I I totally missed all of that. But I went to a hockey school. Like, this must have been 2004. So, no, it would have been a little bit like 2002, 2001, 2002 or something. Because I was still playing hockey as a kid. And I went to uh, this hockey school. Like, that's what we did. I don't know. So, I go to this hockey school. And the reason I I wanted to go is because I was a defenseman. Yep. And I was always a passer. I didn't have any confidence in my shot. And my mom said, we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. Um, And so I wanted to learn how to be a scorer because I was too much of a passer. And so I go to this hockey school. It's called Howie Meeker Hockey School. So my mom takes me the first time. We go out there. And there's a bunch of younger guys going around. It was probably a week-long thing. Uh, Yeah, I think it was a week. Yeah, it was in Grand... We drive to Grand Prairie every day. And uh, so 45 minute drive every day for me to go and play in this hockey school. And it was like, that's just, that's my, my parents giving me a great opportunity. So my mom took me the first couple days and I remember the first day, oh, I just bought a CCM vector. Yeah. And I cut it. One piece or two pieces? One piece. Whoa. It's my first one piece stick (laughs) and we cut it. A little bit higher because I was obviously going to grow into right. it. I'm like yeah. 12 years old and I have another girl spurt coming up. And I was super stoked and I was like, this new stick is going to make me a better player. It's gonna, yeah. I'm going to get that shot that the I lo- want. The logic, yep. First thing we do on the ice, we're just all skating around waiting. Howie Meeker, this grumpy old fuck, comes out and yells at everybody and tells us to all come in the middle and throw our sticks in there. All right? He'd grab a stick out and then he'd be like, whose stick is this? And then... If it was your stick, you got up. And you're like, okay, what is this method? And he goes, okay, come over here. He went over. He had a fucking hacksaw. And he measured to your chin, cut it right there. And I remember being like, um, like, sir, this is an expensive stick and I'm going to grow. And he goes, do you want to be a good hockey player? You're going to follow my rules. And I was just like, what a grouch. <laughs> I remember thinking this guy was the grouchiest, meanest motherfucker in the world. And he was. He yelled at us <laughs> a lot. Uh, he broke my spirit. At age 12. So I thought he's such a dick. And I was like, what does this guy know? Third day, my grandpa takes me to the game. Now, my grandpa died of cancer in 2003. So that does kind of put this timeline, like, not too long before. Right. Yeah. And he took me to a lot of my hockey practices. And we get there. And he was telling me that he was really excited that he might get to meet Howie Meeker. And I was like, oh, what? what's so special about him? He's such a grumpy old man. My grandpa was an old man, but a very jovial old man. I thought that's what all old men were like. So he told me that Howie Miku was actually his favorite hockey player. I was like, oh, yeah, like from around here. He goes, no, he played in the NHL. And for me, I was like, what? So this grumpy old man played in the NHL. After that, I listened to everything Howie Meeker said. Um, so I always remember that. And uh, you want to know something cool about that camp? 
I got a pretty good shot to the point where my first game, I remember my first game playing again, I could not pass the puck because I forgot. To shoot. I just, well, I forgot how to pass. My oh, mom said yeah. that. She was just like, yeah, you learned how to shoot. You forgot forgot how to pass. So, so such is tragedy it's, of my It's life. kind of funny because I told my dad about how, how I meet Craig cut your hockey stick. Yeah. And my dad's like, well, that doesn't surprise me. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. He said he was probably playing with too long of a hockey stick. And my dad was the same way. My stick was always on my chin. Yeah. And I always played like that. Like to, to this day, I now because I'm a lazy fat fuck, <laughs> I, it's a little bit longer. <laughs> but and so anyway, so I, then I got thinking, I'm like, you know what? My dad coached me most of my minor hockey. Holy fuck, was he grumpy. And he wasn't even old. <laughs> So but, he would have he would have been a good disciple of Howie Meek. But it wasn't he wasn't actually grumpy. He was just stern and when he got on the ice, he wasn't my dad anymore. He was the coach, yeah. right? And it was that subtle difference that as I got older made me realize, wow, I'm actually learning because he's not treating me like his kid on the ice. Yeah. But he did that with all the players. But all those players looked up to him. I have friends that played minor hockey with me. Then I will text me and be like, hey, how's your dad doing? Mm-hmm. Not, hey, how are you doing? Well, a coach has, has a lot right. to do with your development, So what, right? I'm get, what I'm getting at is that a situation like that obviously stayed with you. Yeah. And obviously I have friends that have remembered times from when my dad coached. And there is something about that, uh, why your stick is under your chin, it gives you more control. Yes. And and you, can, you can't you can deny it, I'm a good stick handler. And You're a probably, very good stick it handler. It probably has to do you, with... Your stick handling is... Amazing. So and it's the nicest my, thing I'll nice, ever say about your game. Thanks, man. That's the only thing that's you got it. going. That's for all I you. got. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but it works. It works. So anyway, so I just it's not really a relation, but it got me thinking. I was like, yeah, that's probably why people ask me how my dad's doing and not me. <laughs> that's true. And like thinking growing up, like your hockey coach, like you did learn a lot from them. If you had somebody that had 100%. even an inkling, like. Uh, it's funny the things that stick with you and and yeah. and how you don't even realize it when you're playing. Like I, I do, you still I, see it, right? I do remember going to uh, Golden Bear Hockey School. Oh, nice! Would have been a nice one. Oh, dude, it was fucking hell. Really? I was peewee aged, and so because they had what did they call it? The Butter Dome. Yep. So that's where we. That's where it all was. So we'd start every morning with uh, off ice training, and we'd have to run the whole university. That was our training, 11 years old. Then we get on the ice, and the coach or the coaches running the drills and stuff like that were fairly stern. But then uh, the third day, we had like an off-ice meeting, and those coaches kind of sat down in a room with us, and we were discussing things, and then they brought in a parent for each of the kids and kind of said, hey, you know, this is something that we noticed is a strength for your kid. So going forward, this is – the coach that you're going to be working with for the rest of the... So anyway, so... <laughs> I'm excited to see where this goes. <laughs> the one coach goes to my dad and says, well, Brad, Brad is... Uh, he's got a good shot. He stick handles well, but he, he does, he's not the fastest skater. They're like, he has great form, but he's not a fast skater. He makes Joe Thornton look like Connor McDavid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, That's exactly what they probably said. <laughs> back then, yeah, totally. Connor McDavid would have been... Three. Sperm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, so they, they said Brad's going to be with this coach the rest of the thing. The rest of the, well, hockey camp. Wow. Well, oh, the French comes out <laughs> when you're And my dad, my dad looked at the guy and they're like, no, the, the skating coach can't skate. He skates worse than any of the players on the ice. 
And they're like, sir, well, he plays for the Golden Bears. He's like, he can play for the Edmonton Oilers. I don't give a fuck. He's like, if you're going to have my son working on skating the rest of the time, well, then I'll go to a power skating school. Oh, how'd that go? The rest of the, the, rest of the hockey camp went the, the way the first three days went. So either my dad was an asshole and changed things or uh, uh, enough parents complained. But I do remember seeing the Golden Bears room and thinking, this is like this, this is, is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. No, that's the highest class in uh, college hockey, I yeah, think. For I agree. But yeah, I just remember going I back know the to, dinos don't have the same <laughs> uh, reputation. I remember going back to my aunt and uncle's place, aunt and uncle's place, and my dad just kept calling out that one coach. He skates and his head bobs like a chicken. And then like the next day I'm watching the guy skate, I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little off topic, but we we're talking about hockey camps. So. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's not like this podcast is ever known for its beautiful structure. Right. Um, <laughs> this is actually pretty structured, to be honest. This one has been one of our best ones so far. Um, uh, let's, so I anyway, guess, so then like finish off, on finish like off how, our, our tribute. Uh, at the end of the day, I never got to enjoy his camp, but I actually have some friends that did. And I probably played against them. Probably or yeah yeah been at the camp at the same time. Were they all assholes? Yeah, totally. Yeah, but that's I, what I felt like. I do remember that they all enjoyed it. What are you looking for? My wine. Oh, uh, non wine or grape oh, juice? Oh, is that one full? Yes, it is. Full. Oh, well, that's the one. But yes. anyway, so yeah, I I do I had heard about it. I just never went to it. So. I'm glad you kind of got to actually meet him too. Yeah, that's, that's really even cool. though I, I did not appreciate who <laughs> he was. Or he didn't even know who he was. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I do remember there was one guy that looked like Jason Spezza. It was not Jason Spezza, but he looked like him. He just played for the Grand Prairie Storm. Oh, yes. I know who that was. I'm kidding. I oh, no. I was, I was like, fuck yeah, man. Let's look him up. And by the way, non-alcoholic wine is not just grape juice. Okay. It is still fermented grapes. They just take the alcohol um, out of it. Well, they de-alcoholize it. That's what I just said. Well, it's different. They take the alcohol out of it. They don't take it all out. 99.9%. Anyway, it's really good because it works well with... Uh, it's a good meal pairing kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Anyways. All right. Uh, so, uh, so, one more tribute. And this one affects not just hockey fans. A more, this, uh, more non-hockey fans. This might affect fans. everybody's grandparents. Parents. Their children, yeah. their children's dogs. Okay, let's just say everybody in the world knows who this man was. At least North America. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 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 we got, uh, no, we got we to gotta do it like this. <laughs> um, the host of Jeopardy, <laughs> Alex Tri- I don't know. You don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying oh. to make it like Jeopardy. Oh. I thought, if, if the answer to the question oh, is, I, what is who is Alex Trebek, I would be like, who is Alex Trebek? Whatever. What is? But they go, what is? No, I was I was finishing it for you oh, so we okay. can move on. With wow, them. we fucking butchered that. <laughs> I thought you were doing like when they introduce him onto the set. No, I wasn't, but uh, <laughs> we could have done that too. Okay, I'll take stupid fucking way to do that for 300, Alex. There we go. I wanted to get something in there like that. So yeah, Alex Trebek, no matter who you are, you watch Jeopardy at some point in your life. Fucking right, yep. Yeah, a, just and just a graceful guy and Canada's finest. And he's always shown a love for hockey. Like that's always 
been known. Yeah, because he's Canadian. Yeah, I know, that, but I'm just that, saying. That's kind of what happens, bud. Okay, all right, bud. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I guess it came as a shock, but it was to be expected. He had he had cancer. Pancreatic he, cancer. He's been battling cancer, and, and he, he fought was, for a long time. Like he well, really that's did. the thing. Like yeah. I thought he was in remission. That's why I was kind of surprised when he got oh, I, when he died. But apparently, so he, uh, looking back at the last draft with Ottawa yeah. bringing him in. For great, pick. great it moment. Was, yeah, it's it's going to be with us for a long time now. So that's, and of course, like on, on Twitter, if you we want if you want to have a good tear jerking moment, there's two that I found from Alex Trebek. It was not long after his uh, diagnosis. Yes, somebody yes, on the show that, had uh, didn't know the answer, so he wrote down, "We, we love, love you, you, Alex," yeah. and he spent all of his money except for five dollars. Yeah. And when Alex Trebek goes, he reads it, he, he chokes up, up yeah. and he goes, "You know how five dollars." <laughs> and just no, but like I know it was it's how he like it was something it was a small gesture that he obviously appreciated yeah. and probably needed at that at that moment. And then the other one was the man uh the uh who I don't know where where he immigrated from but he was talking about how like I used to sit on my father's lap. Oh and, yes, and watch and yeah, yeah. and watch you. I learned English from you. Yeah. And it was just and like that guy gets teary-eyed and it just shows yes. like what what kind of an impact that is and how, like, who's going to be able to fill those shoes? It's going to be next to impossible. I, I did actually see something else, and I don't know. It was just a Reddit conversation, so I don't know how much truth it holds. I, I would imagine it's probably – there's some truth behind it. But it was Alex talking about how he planned to end his last show. Oh, really? And he literally said – he told producers, just give me 30 seconds. Just so he could kind of sign off and say goodbye and leave the door open for whoever else gets, replaces him. Okay, and they said that they're still to air the last few episodes that he did. Finish. Right, so I don't, but I don't know if that actually happened or oh, not. Okay. But I'm just, it was, I read that it was discussed and just, it was so humbling the way he apparently talked about it. Because well, I wouldn't he, expect nothing right, less. Exactly. But, but he didn't want amazing class. He didn't want it about him and he didn't want to put pressure on the, Producers of Jeopardy to pick the next host. Fair and, enough. Like, yeah. So. So Alex Trebek Jr. will be the next host? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I was like, if, never mind. Neil deGrasse. Neil deGrasse Tyson? Tyson would be an awesome one. Mm, he's too smart. What I liked about Alex Trebek is he seems like not... Like he's obviously intelligent, knows enough, but he didn't seem like a know-it-all. I guess and so. Neil deGrasse, right. he's... It, it'd be pretty funny though for Neil deGrasse. To do yeah, because he'd be sitting there like, episode, he wouldn't even have the answer. He'd be like, "Nope, you're wrong." <laughs> exactly, because he knows everything. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I'll take uh, five hundred for the cosmos, <laughs> and he'd just be like, oh, "You have no idea what you're doing." Fucking moron! Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Died in a hand gliding accident. What an idiot. All right, I guess it's Steve-O. That's the only other reasonable option. That would be great. He would kill it. He would crush it. <laughs> I, I actually like that idea. You know, you don't want to try and like get an Alex Trebek kind of-esque no, person. No. You need to throw it in the other direction. You have to reinvent Jeopardy. I don't... Steve-O. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Kanye for president and Steve-O for Jeopardy. Y'all. Y'all. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> like, why aren't we executives? That's all I'm thinking about. Or producers. Yeah. Where are you going? To the refrigerator. What's in the refrigerator, Bradley? Beverages. Yeah? Yeah. What kind of beverages? Oh, cold ones. Ooh, I like cold ones. 
kind of forgot to grab a glass so I could show you how the nitros work. Oh, you didn't get me one of mine. All right. Well, oh, I guess I have one? to be tempted okay. then. Sorry. Yeah. Look at this. Can you believe this? Like, he's drinking in front of an alcoholic. Like, can't, hey, like... fuck you. <laughs> Actually, uh, just for everybody out there, Brad's a good guy. He's the only friend of mine that, like, uh, does not pressure me to drink. I also didn't and also drink, in front, didn't of drink of in front of me on my 30th birthday. And for how long after that or before that? Yeah, and I'm really happy you're drinking again. Well, <laughs> I never stopped. I know you didn't stop, but like <laughs> you it know, just... you, but you made it sound like I stopped. Oh, yeah, no. It feels good. It feels good that you you can still enjoy your beverages, right? Well, I don't know. I just didn't want to influence you. I've been but at the so, same yeah, time... but I've been sober for so long that you know what I get high on now? What? Life. Oh, life. <laughs> Oh fucking life! Uh, I actually get high by running, but uh, an awful lot, and that's why my physique is so good. So, uh, speaking too. of that, uh, can we can we talk about uh, sp- some sports that we play? <laughs> so we started pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game, and it's apparently my. It thing. is fucking intense. <laughs> You sounded like Kreischer there. Like, you actually, like, literally sounded like Burt Kreischer. Did you watch his show yet? The what? Did you watch his show? No. Ooh, I know what we're doing after the podcast. Yeah. We're going to watch the cabin. (laughs) All right. All right. Anyways, yes, you can talk about your two goals. Oh, well, fuck. I was going to build it up. So, over this last off-season, I did a lot of off-season training. I got into the best shape of my life. Can't you tell? My, my jawline is extraordinary. It's fucking beautiful. Isn't it? Like, it, it was always a good feature. I don't know why I ever, like, you know, if beer wasn't so good, I would have been able to keep this a lot yeah. more. So, I got in really good shape, and then we go to play hockey. Mm-hmm. First game of the season, playing uh, the Red Wings. and out against the Red Wings. What did I say? With the Red Wings. Well, we were playing with them. All right. <laughs> but yeah, they were wearing different jerseys and on the other side of the ice trying to score on the guy that we didn't want them to they score. They were trying on. to score against us. <laughs> and uh I scored two goals. Nice. That's all I'm going to say. Uh I felt I felt really good about my game. You looked good. I did look good. Yeah, like I could good. actually yeah. skate. Um some I, I got a, my scar- skate scart sharpened. <laughs> oh. I got my skate sharpened at this new place. Oh, speaking of which, we have a new sponsor. Oh, we also, we haven't. We have to determine if this is still a sponsor. Like, we still wear it. Richie's our sponsor for life. I don't oh, know. Okay. Well, then yeah. send a check, bud. Uh, <laughs> Fucking. Or donate God. to my November campaign. You hear that, Rich? That's all you got to do, and you can keep your sponsorship. Or just say hi to us. Like, acknowledge we're real people. No. <laughs> Anyways, sorry you you went way off topic there. Oh yeah. Well, so, we, but I got my skate sharpened yes. at. Um, at uh, our new sponsors, um, Bradley, do you mm-hmm. wanna do you wanna have your moment? Not really. Why not? Because it's it's not. I don't know. It's not a thing. <laughs> Why? <laughs> we. I don't know. What do you own? A business. Brad is a business owner. <laughs> Chuck and Nucks Incorporated is not his only <laughs> venture anymore. No, I'm I'm way more in debt than Chuck and Nucks. We are now <laughs> sponsored by Flares. Napa Auto Parts. I guess uh, that is the... (laughs) What? Nothing. I was going to say... Do you want a new jingle since you have a business now? (laughs) Thanks, Charlie Sheen. Uh, Charlie Harper is the jingle writer. Right, but the act... (laughs) 
<laughs> All I was going to say is that I wasn't going to actually say the business name and just say we're actually qu- quite a large sponsor with the NHL. Good for you. And I was going to let people guess. That's what I was trying oh, to get at. So, yeah, but I was, was going to be like, make he owns a Canadian tire? <laughs> <laughs> when did you buy Scotiabank? <laughs> I bitch, I am the fifth season. <laughs> so uh, a, a promotion that uh, so uh, if you walk into Napa in Flair, Flair and you tell them you listen to Chuck and Duck's podcast, they will give you a five hundred dollar gift certificate. No, but I will sharpen. No, the they will give you a five hundred dollar gift certificate just for listening to the show. Isn't that great? <laughs> great sponsorship. I hope you guys do it. And it, you know, you can buy a lot of parts. But anyways, you actually skipped the whole point of the conversation. Is I sharpen skates. Yes. And not auto parts. So you can get your skate sharpened. And because of that, Trin scored two goals. It's true. Yeah. So I got to get them sharpened before Monday. You know what's crazy? What? I sharpened my skates and I scored two goals. I don't think you... I don't remember you scoring two. Well, I put, I remember you scoring put, one that was uh, beautifully set up by uh, yours truly. I put two in the back of the net. So whatever that means. Yeah, but the okay. first one was prettiest, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was I, actually a really confusing play. I know. I, I turned this way looking for you, and then all of a sudden you're behind me. Well, that was my thing. I, I decided I was going to like rush the net a lot more this year. Right, but you went away from the net. That's why I was confused. Well, I came in, and then you were like standing in front kind of doing a screen in a battle, and I kind of just ran out of space, and I tried to backhand it, and it went off the side of the net, so I just went the other way, and I knew you were going to be out front, and I... I don't have great vision, so I was like, I'm just going to fucking throw this in front of the net. But I threw it between my legs as I was skating, so no one knew what was going on. And I, like, looked back in slow motion. I was like, Brad, if you don't put that in. (laughs) Because, like, the last few seasons, we are not good chemistry-wise. We're terrible. No, like... Like, if we were on Tinder, we would not match. Like, at all. (laughs) Like, it would be one dick pic sent, and that's it. (laughs) And then it's over. (laughs) But anyways, the puck went in the net, and then yeah. Yeah, so we did that, and uh, and I uh, I'd say my uh, my first goal was the biggest surprise because I just took a shot and it, it I didn't in. and it went in. <laughs> like funny story though. And you guys all tried to make me think it was tipped. I didn't even realize it had gone in, and then I I was like skating back, and then someone asked uh, whoever was in front of me, "Hey, did you tip that?" And he's like, "No," and I'm like. Oh, that means I scored. Sweet. And I was like, I got that cool. I got that cool. <laughs> and my uh, second I, goal was I shot. It got blocked, but I followed it up. And, and Yeah, but Carter passed him. it to you initially. Oh, yeah. So then we gave him shit when he got to the bench. We're like, hey, rookie. Uh, yeah, well, you don't pass the trend. I, that kid has great vision, oh, and we have chemistry. But we have awesome. chemistry because, like, I see him, and I know if I put myself in a position, he'll actually give me the puck. Yeah, unlike yeah. anybody else on our team, no. I know you guys are How trying not to pass it to me <laughs> I, because you guys don't like. Like, I heard when I scored my second goal, I heard a groan at the bench. Like, for fuck's sake, Trin has two. <laughs> And I was just like, well, that's great team chemistry. And that's why I went for a tryout with another team. I mean, to add to that story, last year, Trent was going to potentially have a hat trick. And so me and another player spent the rest of the game trying to take the puck away. Yeah. And things, I was I, could, I was so close to getting my hat trick, too, in that yeah, first game. And I thought, like, that one I wanted. Like, I, I think I wanted it too bad. That's why I couldn't fucking hit the oh. net. And then when I played with it for the Capitals, I just... I had, like, six shots. So I was getting chances, but they were all, like... And that goalie, like, sometimes a five-hole would be... And 
Every time I'm aiming for it, it's like a little fucking slit, like a little cooter. It's like trying to shoot it in vagina. I'd put it in. Anyways. It's <laughs> pretty good. I'll give you that one. Yeah, so yellow jackets. So yeah. Seasons back and uh, I went from, you know, being a healthy scratch plug oh, bench warmer in season one. And here we are, season four starting up. I'm pretty sure I'm uh, now uh You've played the same amount of time since the first time you came and played. What do you mean? Same amount of ice time. No, I'm just saying like my quality of play. Oh, I see. I should have saying, been a bench warmer and healthy scratcher three... and now I'm a I'm a Chris Pronger. Someone call me Chris Pronger. I was gonna say usually we're three D, maybe four. You're they're calling you Chris Pronger because of the number you wear, not because of the hockey you play. Yeah, but it was also because of the hockey <laughs> I play. And I'm also a player And you're sleeping with someone else's wife? Huh? Am I? What? The goalie's wife? Oh, Was that you? Oh, okay. oh, all right. Well, you're not supposed to say it on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I thought that Pronger's wife was sleeping with people. I thought, no. No, Mike Pronger. Pomery was banging Tommy Sallow's wife. I thought that was Pronger. No, Pronger's wife. Maybe it was wife, both of them. Maybe. There's, a, there's some sick shit. It was shit. a shit show back then. I know Rafi Torres liked a lot of hookers and cocaine. Yeah. Like, he's he's the man. You're right. That's what I was going to say, too. Okay. The whole time Rafi But I'm Torres just saying, so I, I went from quality. Uh, I, now I'm Chris Pronger, but I'm also player representative for the Yellow Jackets. In the, uh, <laughs> well, call me when you have signing authority on the bank account. Why don't I? Because I do. <laughs> well, why aren't you going to these fucking meetings? I was supposed to, but it was my kids' minor hockey pitchers. Oh, yeah. Use kids as a... Right, I'm a responsible adult. Stop being responsible. I also coach that team, so it's not like, yeah, coach isn't here. We're going to take a team picture without the coach. You just show Photoshop nowadays. That's what I would have done. Yeah. Okay, I okay. think that's enough. All right, that's enough. But uh, anyways, one more thing. Just, guys, go check out my – I'm doing Move for November. Yes. This is actually something yeah. – I've only got raised $70, and 20 of it was mine. I did get one anonymous – Donation for fifty bucks, and that's great. So, what this motivate? What? Go ahead. Uh, oh, I was just, just say, say remind me so I can do it. I've been okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brad. Uh, so it's very important to me. Uh, Trust me, it's important to me too. Yeah. Uh, mental health, uh, men's mental health, especially like not that we're nitpicking uh, all mental health this series, but like the November event. You guys obviously remember the mustaches. I'm doing the mustache too, even though I don't really want that's to. Rough. Huh. That's rough. What, my mustache? Yeah, because I shaved yesterday. Okay, good for you. Like, some people grow facial hair fast, Brad, okay? What, we're day 14, I got my mustache, okay? It'll get thicker as it goes on. I'm going to fucking hate it, okay? Right? You want to know why I have depression? It's because people have made fun of my fucking facial hair since I was 12 years old. You didn't okay? squeak there when you said 12. You needed to squeak when you said 12. When I was 12 years old. Um but on a serious note, yeah, uh, mental health, and like you said, yeah. yeah. And and just remember, uh, when it comes to mental health, if you are listening and you're going through rough shit, contact us. Yeah, like, like we seriously, will, we'll this is something I do. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's like a passion of mine because you know, uh, and I, really, I think the the most beautiful thing you can say is like you know, I'd rather. And a lot of people with depression like feel like they're a burden to others. Right. And the thing is, like, I think like even there might have been something you said to me one time. You said I'd rather like you wake me up at three in the morning and talk for five hours rather than never get to see you again. Exactly. So that's a big important. And thing. And this is actually quite related to to hockey or sports in general. Yeah. Because uh, 
mental illness is probably a lot bigger than they're admitting. And uh, there's been stories written by The Athletic and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, Colin Wilson's had a really good one that came out about his OCD, like affecting right. yeah, his play. That yeah. was one I so, just read. So, yeah. you know, it's just all things like that. that it, and it's something like and to end the stigma of it. With this whole, our lifestyles completely Yeah, changed. the pandemic has made it yeah, much worse. 100%. And yeah, so the move from November event is uh, the challenge was to run, run or walk or whatever. Six, it's just called move from November, yeah. and it's sixty kilometers in a month. Yeah. Uh, so we're not even halfway yet. I'm at thirty six kilometers now. I just did six k today. Uh, so and you know like as, and the sixty k is for because sixty men commit suicide every hour yeah. due to mental health. So you know when I go out there and I and I'm doing it. Like I, I enjoy running and it's good for my my mental health itself to get moving makes me feel better, and I do that. And every time it gets hard, you know, I think about you know somebody that's in that dark place where I used to be, and uh, like I've been trying to kind of write down like kind of a a bit of a biography about my my own depression and mental health that I've had, and I like. It's it's scary sometimes but like when I go to that place in my head where I was at those dark times and I think that and if this raises any awareness for anybody that feels like that again to know that you're not alone that you can get through this is the most important thing. So this is something I hold dear to my heart and I was going to do the 60k no matter what if I got donations or not but like this is a real good cause and I will match everything I get. At the end of the month, so that's my plan. So uh, awesome. I, I'll I'll post all the links for that on this episode on on the YouTube below here. It'll all be there. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Let's fucking let's get back. To, yeah, we okay. are. This is probably, really getting depressed. This, is, this was the really serious. I this guess. is our most serious. I'm sure it is probably, and, but sometimes it happens. It happens, and this is a good time to do it. Yeah, because from the rest, from here on out, though, it's going to be nothing but fun, silly, 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 fun, fun. Okay. Nothing but fun, huh? Let's talk about hockey coming back. Or do you want, first, should we talk jerseys? Jerseys? Considering, I wonder how many people are are watching this and are looking at my jersey right now and are like, um. Why can't they see? Oh. (laughs) Is Trin buff? Or. Is he wearing his wife's jersey? Or, yeah. or is yeah. did he buy this for Bentley and Bentley didn't want it, so he took it back? Well, yes, yeah, pretty much. Friend of the show, Mister Audi, 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 awesome, awesome Audi. I had that was fucking terrible. I no, know. I I had somewhere else I was going with it, but I lost it halfway through. Uh, the great Audi James, Audi rules. Yes, I believe and he this, does rule. He does. He's rule. fucking legit. He's not a bad guy. Yeah. Follow him on every platform you can because he's legit. Yeah. But he's yeah. a memorabilia kind of guy and he finds deals and he reached out to me and he said, Bud, like there's these Cassian jerseys for dirt cheap. And I was so excited to get a Zach Cassian jersey that I bought it and I forgot to do the part where it says click on size. So I got a youth jersey pretty much. What cra- The craziest part about this, because it is memorabilia, Cassian's actual tears are on this jersey from when Kachuk hit him to Oh, hard. fuck you. <laughs> Oh, fuck you, bud. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I have a, like, my screensaver on my phone for a long time was um, Kachuk being rag fucking dolled by uh, Cassie. And oh, so, nice. okay, yeah. Cool. So I'm just. Cassie was still crying. So. No, he was not. He never cried once. He said he liked it. Big boy hockey. Yeah. And if Kachuk's going to run around like that, he's got to answer the bell. He answered the bell. 
You reignited the Battle of Alberta. Can we just move on? Yeah. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. You guys I, still hate Cassie and I still hate Kachuk, but I, I think that's ideally. But like we, Ron Burgundy and West Mantooth, we may hate, but we goddamn it, do we respect? And that's what we want. Dorothy but, Mantooth's a saint, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> we could probably lead right into OHL because of this. Oh yeah, this fucking sickly. Because that's that's totally not happening this year. No. And it, so, yeah, you guys know the OHL is coming back February 4th, but they, uh, because of COVID, they have to take out body contact. Yeah. And fighting. Yeah. So I picture it as okay, it's going to be like watching the World Juniors in Finland or in Sweden. Or like. I'm sorry, and this is not being misogynistic, but it's going to be like watching women's hockey. I don't know. Well, I, I guess... They world, don't have body checking. World, I, yeah, you're right. But World Juniors is probably not a great example, but because there's still those big hits every once in a while. Well, it'd be like but watching our be, beer league. It'd be like watching European hockey. There's not a whole lot of hits in European oh, hockey. Are you serious? i just seen Yesopoli Arby yeah, level somebody I know, on Twitter but today. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a one-off, and those may, may still happen, right? Mm-hmm. Because... At the end of the day, when someone wants to lay someone out, whether they're taking a penalty or not, they're going to do it. Yeah. Now it's just, it's but just like, this year they're going to have to get tested for COVID after. <laughs> yeah. And the, the weirdest thing about this is it's like, how is that really pre- like preventing COVID? It's not. Because really you're isn't. still going to have every other thing. Like, so, do you remember when the bubble first came up, how they said like players were going to have to like face up formations? Yeah, maybe? exactly. It all just went out the wayside. It's like, fuck it. Let's just test people. Yeah. So my thought was, is the OHL is organized enough that they could have had a bubble. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot more difficult to accomplish because of like the amenities needed and I finances know. and everything. Like there's a lot that goes into this. Like but pretty much, my I think Europe's was, got it figured out. My thought was with, with say, the OHL playing a bubble is they're going to play, let's say, in one, one city. Well, that city hasn't had a full hotel in probably six months. So why wouldn't they negotiate a deal to say, hey, we want these two hotels, all the teams are staying here for this amount. At least they know the fucking hotel is full. Yeah. And the revenue, there's no revenue anyways for these teams because no one's going to be watching in the Which stands. is hard. Like, how do you justify it? Like, it doesn't make sense. In my opinion, like, uh, like okay, I'm, I, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm skittish when it comes to these vaccines for like viruses. Like I didn't take that just come out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I didn't take the swine flu vaccine, and I'd, I'm pretty sure I know people that did. And let's just say they're they're fucked. <laughs> they have a tail. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew they always said bacon was cannibalism, but I thought that was a joke. Um, but realistically, they could have had. Um, what do they call it? Yeah, but like what I would say about this vaccine, fuck, just get it here any fuck it. I don't care anymore. (laughs) Even if I get microchipped and become a cyborg, give it to me. I'd rather be a cyborg than live in this fucking world another year. I did see something. I want hockey back. I want normal life back. I did see something on Facebook. It was related to heavy metal concerts. Yeah. And someone commented on it saying, I would take an unapproved vaccine to the forehead to see Nickelback yeah. live right now. And everyone hates Nickelback, yeah. apparently. Which I don't <laughs> understand. Me either. But anyways, it was hilarious because it's true. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I guess uh, for people that uh, aren't into that kind of crazy music, it'd be like 
It'd be like me saying I will go to a Dan and Shay and Sam Hunt concert. There you go. Chilling on back roads. How's that song go? Body like a back road. Driving with my eyes closed. I know every curve like the back of my hand. That one is catchy, I will admit. (laughs) I remember singing that in my living room. At my birthday, yeah, I like remember. Two years ago. Yeah, there was video that came <laughs> out of it. My wife was fucking livid because I was spilling my beer all over the. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I remember. Good times, good yeah. times. Anyways, so <laughs> I, 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 that's the word. OHL should have had a development season where they just any of their draft picks or their um, or any of the players in their their team, whether they're playing midgets, whatever. Keep them together and just develop them. Yeah. Rather than doing this sad body checking as you had wrote it on our itinerary and I like, watching I like, half-assed I like hockey. It's my favorite French word. I like Comic Sans. It's a, it's a font. great font. <laughs> but anyways, I, I think that would have been more beneficial to the players than playing this beer league type hockey. Because realistically, that's what it is. Yeah, but put it this way. I think like they already kind of doubled back on it. Like Once they release... Yeah, that, I, I get it. I they totally kind of were like, well, no, it's not necessarily... Confer- it's just like, yeah, you just put it out there yeah. and you realize... It's like the same thing with that, that Miller kid that got... Had we talked about that? No, but we could probably... Oh, fuck. Let's throw that in now because this is another serious issue, but we're just going to shit on this piece of shit. And it's really related to the juniors, so fuck it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's let what Mike Mike Mitch Miller Mitch Miller Mitch Miller yeah. I Mitch think Miller Mitchell Miller we're gonna call him Mitchell Miller because no I actually he doesn't deserve a full name he is a yeah and like um, yep that's yeah him. that's him that Mitchell him. Miller now get fucked yeah <laughs> this is just you guys probably heard it was a huge actually, story is that him huh yeah that's him dude Are you it's sure? everything no he was playing but he's playing university hockey not for Tri City huh. No, this year he was supposed to play university. Oh, oh, okay, I got you. I thought he had played last year too. No, so he had been committed. Uh, committed, right? To it. Yeah. Um, how how did we get here again? We were uh, talking pieces about pieces of so- shit. No, well, no. oh, fuck, actually. I I forget like our segue already. <laughs> God damn it, Trent! I don't remember. I don't know how we got here, but anyways, let's talk about it. Yeah, because since oh, OHL, that's just. No, there had to be more to it. Yeah, I don't know how we got there. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hopefully no one's watching. Anyways, this piece of shit. Yeah, has anybody watched yet? Oh, hold on. We have okay. comments. We oh, should go and check it out. We have comments? Oh! <laughs> what? Yeah, Audio's off, off from, from the, the video. video. Oh, well, oh, that's yes. common. Yeah. And fuck you, Maddie. Did we talk about him on the pod yet? Not yet. Oh, wow. It's a good thing we didn't record early. <laughs> Maddie sucks. <laughs> but anyways, uh this guy, I don't even know how he got drafted to the NHL. I don't know how Okay, this is going to get a little out of hockey context. But he got to where he was not being noticed for what he had done because he's white and rich. Mm. Guaranteed. That's what it is. This guy literally I, I call it torture. Yeah. And it Well when you hear some of the things an African American who is challenged in junior high and he still got drafted in the NHL. Yeah, so and like when you're saying torture, like what the media has released, like what we know, it could there could be a lot worse. Okay. Yeah, the that's thing right. you hear about him, 
Yeah, rubbing a lollipop in the urinal, making this kid drink it or eat it, uh, using the N-word, calling him brownie. Yeah. Um, And then being, like, charged in a juvenile court. And at the fucking court, like, they said he only felt bad for himself. He showed no remorse. Yeah, look, also there's surveillance video of him kicking and punching this young kid. Yeah, there was physical abuse. So. And and apparently, according to the... I guess the victim's mother, the only apology that they received was the court order written one. Mm-hmm. Which is bullshit. Yeah. This is a so, garbage human being. And like, here's the thing. When you're a kid, you can do stupid things. That's right. Everyone and does stupid things. If Even you that- grow from it, like there's people that were racist we in should, their life. We that- shouldn't say kids though. Even at 30 years yeah. old, you can do stupid things. Yeah. But it's how... Everything plays out after that mm-hmm. that affects your life, whether it's negatively or positively. And this guy does not deserve to be playing hockey anywhere. Yep, and his life's over. And but I'm glad it is. And I'm sorry the to say... The worst part is, is apparently there's already KHL teams talking to him. Well, yeah, because in Russia they don't care. Yeah, in Russia, Russia fucks you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My fuck, bitch, this is Russia. <laughs> this is Russia. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised that happened, but just, um, what, and, oh, I remember, this is how we got here, because, when we were talking about the OHL, how they put out that they weren't going to have body checking, they got shit on, they double backed, when this story came out, it was them saying that we were aware, and, and we had talked that he could be, like, he could be reformed, he could be re, like, he understood what he did was wrong, and he deserved a chance, they put out that information, right, and everybody right. shit on them, and then they felt yeah. the pressure to do it. Yeah, now, and so I I'm embarrassed for the organization on, for in, not doing that on their own. In that context, the only reason that they, uh, what did they call that when they rescinded? Rescinded. Yeah, when they mm-hmm. rescinded hit the draft pick, draft picked. Wow, draft pick. Words, it's only words, because words. people noticed. Yeah. If it wouldn't have been for social media, say this was like 1995. He'd be playing in the NHL next year. Yep. Uh, yeah, well. So fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah fuck this guy. guy. I'm happy guy. that his uh, his life is probably over. And I guess, you know. He's going to have to find a regular job. And I'm not hiring. Yeah, I'm not hiring a piece <laughs> of shit like that. Well, then again, Brad, you, you do need people. Yeah, you're right. I'm fucking hurting right now. <laughs> so Mitchell Miller, maybe... You no, have some no, I'll, no. I'll I'll take another sixty hour week before I hire him. Or or he comes to work for you and then you give him lollipops. <laughs> well, taste your own medicine, and you can oh. call him things like Whitey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got him! I fucking got him good. <laughs> uh, just had to make light of a horrible, horrible human being situation. Uh, so I that guess. Too. When we're talking about return to play, we might as well bump it up a couple levels and bring the NHL into the conversation. Oh yeah, considering this is this is uh, that's what this yeah, podcast is supposed to be about. It took us a long time to get here, but we got here. <laughs> Wait, weren't, weren't we going to try and like do shorter episodes and then like we ramble on? It's like ah, oh, the meat of it's coming up yeah. now in the you second hour. Real, I realize that alcohol or not alcohol. It takes forever uh, for us to get to the topic we really yeah, we want get, to talk about. We get too excited. Yeah, Things we, happen. We don't do enough, so we slam it into one, and it takes a long time. Fucking deal with it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> All, right, All right, so. so. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Brad. You go ahead. <laughs> Return to play. It's happening. They keep indicating to a new year uh, start, I guess you could say. Fucking Kanye over here. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to do this for the for the. Hearing. Oh, that was, that was sign language. Yeah, I'm oh, doing the okay. You know how like Sorry. every coronavirus yeah. thing, there's someone that. No, I, I'm pretty sure they're making shit up too. That's every media thing. Have but you anyway. asked any deaf person if they actually are saying what they're saying? No, they read the description at the bottom. It's usually. Oh. Okay. Anyways, uh, return to play New Year. They're actually talking about a January first, like New like New Year start. Yeah. Uh, do it i'm excited but with that comes some hurdles i guess you could say because the border's still closed i only know of one named thomas that is such a great pun (laughs) i can't stop him you bring it out of me you sent me you sent me dad jokes every day you nailed it (laughs) i yakupov'd it yeah Ladies and gentlemen, the episode is now done. <laughs> Anyways, so there's a chance that we're going to have an all-Canadian division. Fucking right. That means 10 Battle of Albertas. Right. But it also means 10 times against the fucking Maple Leafs. So beat the Maple Leafs 10 times? That's fine. It's just that... I'm uh, pissed that like the, everybody's th- saying that Toronto's going to win that division. Oh, fuck you. They're That's not, not their best happen. team. But I, I just I feel like we have more of a rivalry, rivalry with other teams in the Pacific versus other Canadian teams because of how the league is yeah, set but up if right that, now. Right? But if that vaccine comes out. It's whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to touch on that because we don't know, right? So let's say. I'm being hopeful. I, I get it. I'm being hopeful that, that it happens like this and we do have an all-Canadian division. So at least we get... And we can go to the games. Pushing it a little bit. No, I'm fucking going to a game this year. I don't care. All right. But anyways. I'm going to every home opener from here until the end of time. So, uh, Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. Very good. That was an alphabetical order, Brad. How'd you do it? Did you do it off the top of your head? Off the top of my head. (laughs) Can Uh, you do the next one? That would be fucking lit. Is that what they're saying these days? Is that what kids say? Lit. All right. But anyways... So we and then we move on to the Pacific. Uh, let's no, see. you can't do it. See, you huh? fucked it up. <laughs> Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, Los Angeles, Minnesota, San Jose, Vegas. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you think people buy that we're that smart? No. Or do they watch how our eyes go to a certain part of the screen that has it written down? <laughs> uh, for the Metro. It's Boston, Buffalo, Chicago, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, and St. Louis. Like worst division. Who would ever watch any of the? Oh, Nashville. Nashville's there. Never mind. Uh, Atlantic, Carolina, We're Columbus. We're missing a team. Why? We don't have Tampa in there. I'm going to guess they're with so Florida. So they're in their med- metro. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make sense. Why? Why would they won the cup? They don't get to play this year. <laughs> why would Florida play? They probably the all Metro. got COVID after celebrating. <laughs> and then uh, the Atlantic would be Carolina, Columbus, New Jersey, New York, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, Washington. New York. Which New York was first? Islanders and Rangers, right. as cool. the alphabet states. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually excited for that format. 
Just for one year. Not, they would not say forever, four right? teams from each division make the playoffs. Right. I like the odds. And then it's Ooh. another bubble after that. I'm thinking. No, by then, vaccines are there and okay, we have playoffs. Whatever. All right, cool. Yeah. But it's still four from each division. But the playoff uh, format would have to be adjusted too. So it could make for some really interesting hockey. And they want to play, what is it, 62 games? Well, they said no lower than 48, I think. The number that uh, Elliot Friedman said 56 is oh, okay. kind of the number that's being right. bandied about. All right. So every game is going to matter a little bit more. Um, and, yeah, that would be – it would just be awesome. Okay. Uh, this is our way too early playoff picks. <laughs> all right. Let's so start with the worst divisions, and we'll do Canadians all right, last. All right. Yep. Okay. Out of the Atlantic, who do you think are the – play? like, okay. Pittsburgh, Washington, Rangers, and Philly. No. Philly, Columbus, Carolina, Washington. I think Pittsburgh's out. Actually, I'm going to drop They fucking brought Matheson and Cody Ceci. I replaced Pittsburgh with Carolina. And Islanders, you can never count them out. Fuck. Yeah, I know, but uh, they're going to run into some tough times here. So, So, yeah, I say Rangers. Yeah. Carolina, Washington. Did you say Rangers, really? You think that high of them? Lafreniere. I think so. What was my fourth team? Philly. Yeah, well, Philly is a given. Yeah. All right. So in the Metro, this looks pretty easy. Tampa. Oh, Buffalo, obviously. <laughs> hey, they got Taylor fucking <laughs> home, do. man. Yeah. Tampa, Tampa, St. Oh. Louis. No, it's going to get tough. Tampa, St. Louis, oh, and no. Boston for sure. Tampa, St. Louis, Boston, and Nashville. Uh, as an as a Preds fan, I'm very not excited. I'm sorry. Chicago's in a rebuild. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say not even Florida. Building. Florida. Bobrovsky, okay. he's bound to bounce back. No, no. Actually, they fucking money. lost. They gutted their team. Yeah. They got a good blue line, though. I don't know. I th- Nashville, well, maybe Buffalo, man. Maybe fucking the Halsey at Eichel if show. If Jeff Skinner, Eichel. And- if, if Jeff Skinner scores more than 14 goals. <laughs> they'll not still not make the playoffs. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, no, I think it's Nashville, St. Louis, Tampa, and Boston. How do you think trades work? Going forward? Yeah, like if they make a trade during Honestly, the season, it's I could, like I could see it just being a uh, trade freeze. Really? Well, what do they do? They're they're they have a flat cap for this year, then go up. Yeah, and they're into January. So I just thought about it. It was like so yeah, you make no. a trade, and then a guy's got a quarantine for fourteen yeah. days or no, something. Like exactly, and then they're starting in January. So that only gives you two and a half months till the trade deadline. Like I, I really think it's going to be no trading till free agency. Fuck sakes, COVID. Like just go away. Okay. All right. Pacific Division. Well, you got to say Vegas. Dallas. You got to say Colorado and Dallas. Yeah. The, wild and the rest card of the team there, I, suck. Honestly, I'll go with Arizona. Oh fuck Arizona. I'd go. It's not going to be Anaheim. It's not going to be... Oh, Minnesota, maybe. I'm going to say it, San Jose. Minnesota's always a sleeper. I don't think goal. San Jose was as bad as they were. Yeah, but Talbot's their goalie. Yeah, so they're... They, they're have you seen their there. center depth? <laughs> have you seen their center depth? It's like Johansson, Bustad, Rask, and Erickson X. But there's always... And Benino. But like, like... There's always two or three teams that make the playoffs that shouldn't yeah, be But there. San Jose, I don't think they're as bad as they were last year. Okay. okay. It's goal tangs are an issue, just like LA. But anyways... And we have the best odds here. In the Canadian division, yep, to make the playoffs, four Calgary out of does? seven. Yep. yep. Well, I'm going to say Edmonton, Montreal, Vancouver, Toronto. 
Nice. And I'm not doing it because... Nice. Well, I'm sorry. That's actually hard. Because I think Montreal is way better. Honestly, I think... I think Edmonton's way better. And I think that uh, Vancouver just proved last year they were Yeah, but they lost half their fucking team. Guess so, but I... I think like Ottawa is gonna surprise. Some, they're gonna surprise some people, but I I was gonna say Calgary, Edmonton, <laughs> Winnipeg, and Toronto is what I was gonna say. Really, you're gonna take Vancouver out and Montreal? Out. Vancouver lost everything, man. Okay, well let's just go through Canadian teams here. This is interesting. Now I know you're gonna pick Calgary because you're biased. Well, even and, if you weren't biased, I can. They have understand. a starting goalie now. Okay, that's my issue. I think, but here's the thing is. Here's the thing is. All right, we're, we're all good. Oh, it's back, it's back. <laughs> Markstrom is a great goalie, but it's not like you guys had poor goaltending last year. You're right, but, and okay. they made the playoffs. All right, but where else did you improve? Where else did we improve? Everywheres. You don't have Travis Hamannick. I think you they're still going to sign him. Like Tanev came, uh, yeah, I guess he could still return. But like Tanev, is he an upgrade on Brody or he's not replacing Brody? Yes, you said that Anderson's going to step up, but yes. then you're also putting like a lot of pressure too on Valimaki to take a step, he's, Shillington he's, to take a step, uh, and up Valimaki runs. right now is one point one points per game. Yeah. So I yeah I have yeah, uh, no we we there. know that if they they have one point one points per as game, a defenseman. As a defenseman in a foreign league, that they're bound to win a Norris Trophy the next That's season. Right. I'm That's right. That's how it works. That yeah, is how it works. Apparently, <laughs> he probably would. Anyways. I, I just, that's, I, I, I'm not, like, I, Calgary, I think they've made some nice, like, low-key signings, but it's still, like, it's the top guys that I'm just not uh, ready to but, put it into. Okay, so I guess what? with that, <laughs> I, I understood what you Yeah, mean. but they but, sure came out wrong. <laughs> I just want to put so it in. So let, let, let me... Let me make this argument to you. What did Edmonton do to get better in net? Nothing. Exactly. But where we got Bob, better everywhere else. Where did they lose in the playing round? Well, that's the thing. You, like, there's too much stock in the playing round, and our goaltending did the job to get us to a but point are, where we were we were second okay, in the division so, at the time. So the they're pause. just as mediocre as the Flames goaltending. Yes, but we overdid it on our depth up front. Okay. Okay. Turris, Ennis, uh, Cahoon coming right. in, Pulley okay. Arby so coming Cahoon in. Cahoon has 30 points. 37 points is his high. Huh? Yeah. So. But points per 60, he was a first line player. What do you do? That means that with you're the not, amount of ice time he know, was at, if he had more ice time, he would produce more. Now you're He's going to be playing with dry side. Now you're using analytics to try to, you know, <laughs> Even though I hate get analytics. your team into the playoffs, whereas now the Flames. Analytically, have way better goaltending that'll stop more pucks. I think that Markstrom so game, is a good in goalie. Game seven and he's against do Dallas with Markstrom and Net, players are moving on to the second round. That that's the argument you're using. No, for the I, that's not the. I'm saying we added way more depth on. I don't think every so. part of our organization. I don't think so. James Neal is playing on our fourth line. That's right. It's, that shows you our depth. A guy that scored. Well, according to the NHL, 21 goals, because you can prorate that, but you can't prorate points. Whatever, you know, fuck you. Well, he, it's because he also didn't score a goal in the last fucking six months of the hockey season. It's not season. like he planned that. <laughs> That's right. So he did not. We. Sh- what I'm saying is we should have kept the pick. No. 
Yes! It, oh, don't keep me going on this. You know what? I was really fucking nice to you. Every time we do this. What was that? I was an accident. Okay? Every time we fucking talk. Are you making talk, soup and you're adding thyme I don't fucking know. Every time. Every single fucking time we talk about the Oilers and the Flames. I'm a pretty neutral but I'm not shitting on the Oilers. Yes, you are. You're look, you're taking everything I said as a point why we are a better team, and you're saying I'm wrong. I'm just using that as an argument for the Flames. That's all I'm saying is okay. that you can use the same argument for the Flames. They've added some low-key signings that are supposed to make the team better, no different yeah, than the Oilers. you guys Oilers, are doing right? what the Oilers did every year we didn't improve. It's like, oh, we'll just put this tweak on the fourth line, and that'll change everything. That's what I'm getting at. I think the Edmonton Oilers have added a lot more depth up front, and they. But Trent, you're saying you're saying they added more to the fourth lines for depth. No, we did. We added. Uh, I know. Cahoon's, no. uh, Cahoon, Trent, Ennis, Poliarmi, and Turris are all top nine players. Listen, with, but you said it. They added small tweaks to make the team better. That's what you said. No, I said we added more depth. No, no, no. I was saying you, Calgary, added I know, but just you're a little bit more to the fourth line. You're saying that the Flames are doing what the Oilers did. My argument is I'm saying that the Oilers have done the same thing. They've added pieces to the puzzle, but until they prove that they can actually perform, it's no different than what the Flames do. Do you think Barry is going to make our power play better or worse? It'll be about the same. Yeah, well, that's fine because we lost Kleppbaum. So doing right. that, that's one thing there. Okay, but up front, like our top line in Dude, the, the playing round. Dude, Kyle got bought out because he didn't do fucking shit. Because he could not play at a $6 million rate from the no, Nationals' no, top two you lines. You cannot. So we bring him in to be our third line center at 1.6. That's a great fucking move. Right, you're, now you're using money as your reason for him to be on the third line. I'm That's exactly actual- what it is. It's price point, okay? No, no. I'm talking Jeez, about actual quality of player, Trent. Yeah. What? <laughs> if he puts up 35 to 40 points. He's not, though. <laughs> yes, I'm he can. You, I'm telling you that right now. He's not going to put that up. Okay. What's our wager? Our wager is that... <laughs> 35 points in like prorated over a regular like 82. Oh yeah, season. see now you're you're making clauses. No, I'm not fucking shaking <laughs> Jesus on that. Fucking Christ. All uh, I'm saying that No, all you're saying is oh, you're wrong. Okay? All I'm saying is Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto, Winnipeg are making the playoffs. Calgary is not going to make it. Okay, how do you say Calgary is a better team than Montreal? How do I Other than well, in actually in next, actually let me rephrase. I was going to say other than goaltending but realistically, Carey Price is starting to go downhill a little bit yeah. because of. But now the he's got now he's got right? Jake Allen behind right. him to take a Who's lot off. St. Louis got rid of because he couldn't stop a puck anymore. Because he made no, he was one of the best goalies in the league last year. He was for, top five for, for minutes played. He was top five in save percentage for minutes played. Okay. Yeah, look at him. But how he, much he it's because they weren't playing him because Benning exactly. is their guy, and his so price point. This is where no, his price point is the reason he got traded. That That's makes, the same reason Turris no, got bought out. That makes That's sense. the reason. Okay, like, are you seriously <laughs> going to sit here and say that you are fine paying how much you pay for Milan fucking Lucic? 
You want to use money as an argument? You're using that argument for uh, Neil being Tur- on the fourth line. Huh? I don't like that Neil's making I that know. much money on the fourth but line, Brad. Saying- what I'm saying here <laughs> is that Jake Allen was moved because his salary was worth more than what the role was for him, so he gets traded. Okay. Doesn't mean he wasn't I a good goalie. With you, That's Trent. why he's going to be a better fucking support system for Carey Price. What I'm saying is that Jake Allen's numbers were high because he didn't play as much. That's all I was saying is that the games he played, he won. Yeah. He was good. Same with Anton Kudobin. If he, and if do you play, think that he was he did pretty good when he had a run with it? The fact of the matter here was Jake Allen just wasn't the guy anymore. Bennington won them a cup, took over the job, so he got more starts, even though Allen was the better goalie. Right. But so say last year Jake Allen starts ten games and he wins eight of them. Mm-hmm. So that makes him look like a better goalie than Bennington. On on percentages. But is he if he plays 50 games? Who's a better goalie, Mike Smith or Mikko Koskinen? Oh, fuck. That is a tough call. I would have to say Mikko Koskinen. By a long shot. It's not a long shot. It is. I don't know. Do you know that Mikko Koskinen is actually a pretty good goalie in that role? That's why... (laughs) As a goal... Wow. As splitting it, so he played less time. If he played more, I think that his numbers go down. See, right? So in so Oilers, that's where like okay, in so Oilers' argument about like okay, so, if you look on paper, Markstrom was nine eighteen last year, Koskinen was nine seventeen. But I'm not going to take that to mean they're both comparable. Comparable. What I would say, yeah, Markstrom's a better goalie. He did that over a long sustained time. But Koskinen, you know, like some goalies play better in that role. Right. But so, that's not what I'm so getting at. this we're, year... We're still getting... Uh, you haven't even asked me a fucking question that I started this whole fucking rant You didn't rant start off. a question. Yes, I did. Calgary's I said, better than Montreal. How is Calgary better than Montreal? Forward group is better? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? To Foley, Anderson, and Gallagher, okay. your top three okay. right okay. wings. So, Who are your top three right wings? So prove to me that Anderson is a, a quality NHL player. Josh Anderson? Yes. Fantastic. 27 goals. When? Two years ago. Exactly. He was injured last year. He was not worth the contract. But that guy and, on and third the third line. And before that, how many goals did he have? 20. No, I think it was 18. No. As a, as <laughs> for his second year. No, he's a great fucking no. player. Now, <clears throat> I don't know why you're shitting on me so much. I'm telling you that the Oilers are making the playoffs. Huh, I just, I, I'm, I'm cool. If you agree, you're right. Uh, he had 19 the year before. Pro-rated, he would have had 20 goals. Oh, fuck. Stop using <laughs> It's important. All right, there. So he's been in the NHL since 2015, essentially. And he's never played a full season except for 19. Yeah? 2019, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He was not worth okay. that contract. So he is not someone that... Who's you your could... third line right wing? Third line right wing now Dube. is... Do you think Dubé yeah. is a better player than Anderson? I do. No, you're wrong. Come do you on. think to fully? How, how the fuck do you, do you think, think not? Huh? Because Josh Anderson's way more proven. No. No, he's not. Dubé has Dubé has more potential. Dubé's proved more in the fucking <laughs> seven playoff games. Who's your second line right Anderson. wing? Who's your second line right wing? Mangiapane. Do you think Mangiapane's better than Toffoli? Yes. Fuck you. Like I, I how, can how almost can get on that more. That? Mangiapane is a great player, but I still think I'd rather Actually, have Toffoli. Yeah, it's Mangiapane, Kachuk, and Backlund. So, yeah, it must be. Yeah, and then uh, I'll give Lynn, if Lynn Holmes your right wing mm-hmm. there, he's. Yeah. Him and Gallagher are very similar. Well, like uh, points wise, wise and what yeah. they do. They're not the same style of player, but. But Tata. Thomas Tata. 
He's probably not better than Goudreau. No. We'll give you that. Monaghan and Dano are pretty similar. Monaghan gets... No, they are. Monaghan gets a bigger fuck. bump because he plays with Goudreau. I see this. this is based on Twitter. I read from every fucking Flames fan I follow. They say Monaghan can't carry the fucking load. Maybe Backlund and Dano are a little more similar. Yeah, that's, Let's give you that, yeah, okay? That's better. All right. Um, let's go look at the D group. Weber and Giordano kind of cancel each other out. Yep. Sherratt, he actually... Sherratt and Petrie would be the 2-3 there. Yeah, so that would be like... Is that your Anderson and... I don't know. Anderson is Petrie? I think Anderson's better than Petrie. I don't think Anderson's as good as you guys. I would say I got a personal vendetta against him. Yeah, I know. But I'd say Shillington and uh, Valimaki. Well, you guys also got oh, that. Tanev, no. You also got yeah. that Russian fucking guy. Anyways, I, I don't think. You think that Calgary's... Okay, so... so Calgary better okay. than Ottawa? Yes. Yeah. Is Calgary better than Toronto? Yeah. No. Uh, no on paper, not. they're not. But on paper... But you think they're better than Vancouver? Yes. I don't think so. What did Vancouver replace the players they lost with? They lost Tanev, and they brought in Nate Schmidt. Nate Schmidt's an upgrade on Tanev. Okay. Okay. Who else did they lose? Markstrom. Markstrom. And they replaced him with Holpe. I that's that's a downgrade. downgrade. That was actually a good move for like the future because obviously with the right. expansion draft they didn't yes. want to lose yes. Demko. And, and I mean I'm not saying that Holpe's a terrible goalie. I think he's just on the down. He's on the down, but the right. reason they he's in he knows he's in that transition right. mentor role. And then right? who they replaced to Foley with? Exactly. Yeah. And then, Actually, yeah, looking at their forward group, it's kind of a lot more bleak. I guess I can see it, but I'm thinking like you still got Pedersen, and I think that okay, like, so Pedersen's got a so, hundred point okay, potential. So you're using Pedersen as an argument. Well, Goudreau's gonna have a great year next year. I think he's more on the downswing. Okay, maybe, but if you're saying about potential, Goudreau could have a hundred point season next year. He's done it before. Like I'm just you know. Fair enough. I'll give you that. I just know. Winnipeg is kind of... Coaching. Coaching. Sure. Coaching. You can yell it as loud as you want. Bill Peters. Is not there. Oh, you're right. (laughs) What's his name? Jeff Ward. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, I thought that everybody hated him. Uh, Apparently, everyone in the dressing room actually really liked him. No, I mean like media. And media and... and Social media. Social media does not like Jeff Ward. Whatever. I, I... I have not... It's not coaching anymore. Like, let's put it that That's way. That's one thing I'd say about Edmonton. I fucking love that we have a smart coach. I miss... Uh, what the fuck was his name? Bob... Akins? Uh, no. Oh. He's coaching in Switzerland. What the fuck? Bob Hartley. Yeah, Hartley. He had... When he was... Coaching, I like how you say Bob, and it's like, you know, a coach <laughs> named Bob? Oh, okay. There's, there's, It's not like there's a thousand of them. Uh, but when he was coaching, he had even Goudreau blocking shots. And I've never seen that type of player since he left. Oh, and actually, in Brian Burke's book, they talk about Bob Hartley because he came into that organization and gave, and, and that's who they brought in. They said that he just, he's so good the first year because he's a yeah. hard ass. I feel and then like it he, wears. He goes, and Brian but, Burke talked about how there were certain coaches that you would hire them knowing that they're probably only here for a year or two. But they only, they gave him such a short leash. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. Like, once, apparently, like, he's... Maybe, maybe, you're right. In the book, he talked about coaches like that, how, like, they... Like, and Ken Hitchcock's that guy, too, how, like, the reason he turns people around is because he's a hard-ass, he gets on you. Yeah. And then, but that's his method, and after a while, it weighs. Yeah. 
Like they said, like John Tortorella, the reason he's become such a successful coach because he loves do- he loves dogs. That's why. Oh, well, John Tortorella. Fair yeah. enough. I heard a sad song about a dog today. I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. My dog just died, you know. So really, you didn't know? Oh, yeah. My puppy, she got attacked by a cougar. I'm not kidding. That's sad. And then my dad calls me, and he's like, gives me the whole spiel, and tells me a story, and I'm like, oh, God, she's dead. And he goes, so she's at the vet getting sewed up right now. I'm like, oh, God, don't say that. Like, fuck, you, I thought she was dead. And then two hours later, he called me and had to say, so even if we keep sewing her up, there's a good chance she's not going to make it, and it's going to cost too much, so we're putting her down. So, yeah, you depressing. We were done with that. I'm sorry. Talking. So, anyway, so now that we've actually had a little bit of reasonable discussion, Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto, and Winnipeg. I'd put Montreal ahead of Winnipeg. Okay. All right. Whatever. That's I Vancouver ahead of Calgary. That's just me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, I don't I think you guys are okay. that good. All right. Cool. But, you know... Anyways. We may not even get to see it if fucking COVID keeps going. Fuck you! COVID is done. They made a vaccine. Okay. so The same people who made boner pills made a vaccine for this most contagious fucking thing to shut down the fucking world. Everyone's going to be rocking around with a hard dick, but we're not going to get sick. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's how we can stay six feet apart, you know? That's your your measuring stick. That's fucking awesome. All right. On a lighter note, let's move into some, like, kind of... Danny Chell has announced it. Adidas has announced it. There's yeah, New I don't Jersey's really know the whole idea of these. What Me either. These I actually don't understand it. Is this like but, their only way to get revenue back in? Like we maybe, have to come up with something? But I do think it's cool how these reverse retros aren't all based on the same era. Each team is based off a separate era. Right? I like that Vegas has a reverse retro. Yeah, but it's based off their their ECHL teams. Like it, it has some background to it. It's not just random. Oh, they went to the Wranglers. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. So like the Flames is ninety eight. So I'm it's blasty. I'm sure it's blasty. Is that the horse? Yeah. I hate uh, how many people I follow on Twitter. There's from. there's quite a few people that are teams that's ninety eight ninety seven era. I don't even know what the orders is. I just know it like it's. I think it's gonna be what you're wearing, but, but reversed. But yeah, like and the orange logo. Yeah, that's what I don't uh, understand, right? Like the orders had a w, like when they were WHA, they kind of had that like this uh-huh. kind yeah. of look. Yeah, and uh, so like that's it's, cool. it's it's cool. Like it's it's throwing a new third jersey out because most teams are going to their. They had a retro, but now those retros are becoming their standard jerseys. Mm-hmm. So throw in, hey. You know what? We want to take a third jersey you've had before and flip it, so that it's now a home jersey instead of away or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Like I, I don't know. I I seen the Adidas like promo for it, and it was really hard to. <laughs> There's been a lot pick, like, of yeah. tweets like yeah. showing like I know if if they're concepts or leaks or something, but it's... the only one that I've seen leaked is the Vegas one. Oh, you want to see some live reaction shit? No. Let's finish this up and then... Okay, you're right. You're right. We'll have some fun. Oh, yeah. We're watching The Cabin. So, anyway. So, uh, there's a few I'm excited for. I'm excited for The Flames. I'm excited for The Oilers. I'm excited for San Jose. I'm excited for Anaheim. Uh, I'm excited for Montreal. And Washington is the... The ones that I... The Anaheim one. Yeah. That, like, if Wild... Actually, I guess if... 
Arizona's throwing like a reverse retro Kachina jersey with I purple. I hate the Kachina and everything sweet. about it. I hate that people like it. It's like, fuck you. Like that's the same one that Keith Kachuk wore. Yeah, you're right. And I used and to like Keith Kachuk. Jerry, uh, and then his Ronick. jizz had to play in the NHL, and they uh, both jizzes. <laughs> jizzes. So, anyways, I just I thought we'd talk about that a little bit because it's kind of cool. Yeah. Like this is a third was a third jersey, at and some it was point, the right? worst jersey ever. Oh, I actually no. really like. I remember when those came out, like I laughed. Really? I was like, thank God I, they came I, out honestly, so stupid. Because like time, I like their I like their like the heritage orange that they yeah, have that uh, isn't their homes now yeah they sw- yeah. yeah those were fucking sick when they came but, out like not as a fan at or this anything. time this was right after Blasty kind of thing and growing up I hated the Blasty jersey I'm like that horse is fucking that's the ugly. only Flames jersey I ever had but now I look at it, I'm like you know what it's actually it's not bad and if they're gonna flip it so that it there's more uh, detail and the colors are contrasting I'm like. Ah, whatever. Let's I think that, like, when something comes out and it's controversial, there's a nostalgia aspect yeah, to it right. that, like, kind of... That's obviously it. what they're going after. Because, like, right? and that's the same thing with the Kachina thing. Like, it's like, when it first came out, everyone kind of had the same, like, really? Like, this is the color? It's not great? And, like, the, the logo was too busy, is what they yeah. would say. And now it's just like, these are sexy yeah. and stuff. And it's like, yeah. But yeah. like I like and for me like for the Oilers it's been pretty much this has been the logo right this yeah. has been it and then but, they throw it in 06 or like oh, 04 fuck that and ugly. you guys hated those fucking and Jersey. I loved them. that is fucking ugly I loved it. I remember Matt really I don't I remember tweets having one and we were playing road hockey and someone somehow managed we were taking a break whatever and spilled the chocolate pudding all over it and that's the best it ever looked I disagree that was, that a was fucking ugly I don't know Jersey. why you would say that's ugly it's a the oil comet, the comet jerseys. It had symbolism uh, and like the color was great. I gotta piss. You can talk about your fucking oil comet. Well, it, no, I I don't understand the Actually, hate for that you jersey. Can, you can finish your last topic there. That has nothing to do with me. Oscar Kleppbaum? No. Or the election? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Politics time. This is good stuff. I've been getting in. Uh, like I stay off social media when it comes to politics. <laughs> Do I? Not really. Um, but uh, the American election was definitely entertaining to go through. And I just decided I wasn't going to spew my opinion or anything or get into anything. But I will defend other people's right to vote who they want to vote for. I'll be the first to admit that I was hoping for Trump. I think he's a fucking idiot. But I also think he puts his people first. And that um, the, the left... The radical left just bothers me. I don't know. these They're a bunch of pussies in my opinion. I'm sorry. Not all of you. And if I disagree with your politics, it doesn't mean we can't be friends. Like, that's a big thing. Right? So, Tony D'Angelo, New York Rangers defenseman, was tweeting about Trump. And pumping Trump up. And he was getting, like, attacked. Like, to the point where he had to delete, like, his social, his Twitter account. Which is ridiculous, just because you have a different opinion. And lefts, leftists are the people that like to do um, fucking anti-bully and shit, and they're the biggest bullies of all time, right? So when I, so there was somebody who I've had Twitter arguments with. Uh, his name is Chase. I don't have his his credentials on here. But he's a fucking idiot Flames fan. Whoa! <laughs> you even said. Anyways. So he was just attacking Tony D'Angelo. So I just got after him. And I was bringing up the point, hey, 
everyone's allowed to vote for whoever they want to vote for. And then he's like, oh, he's being a little pussy. He deleted his account because he knew he was wrong. I was like, or maybe because he's getting threatened for having his own political opinion. Like, fuck you. So this guy fucking comes at me on Twitter and he's he thinks that he's... He, he's King shit. King shit. But he, he was telling me, he's like, oh, you think you're so tough right now? And I was like... Fuck, well, fuck, do yeah, I get into this, man? Fuck I yeah. have been fucking lifting weights, first of all. <laughs> and I was just like, if he's going to call out Whoa, something easy. like that, okay. if he's going to call me out like that, fuck it, let's do it. So I just said, all right, yeah, you, you fucking think that's, you think I, I think I'm tough? All right, next time I'm in Calgary. Time and fucking place, bro. Let's, let's go. And he was like, well, fuck it, I'm in. But he used Burt Kreischer's I'm a GIF. No, oh. he used the gif where oh. it's him on Conan saying, fuck it, oh, I'm yes, in. that's right. And I just immediately lost all of my hatred for him. And I was like, well, fuck, you can't put a Kreischer meme. And then he goes, his next response was, did we just become best friends? And I'm like, fuck, I think we did. I went from literally like, let's go. I'm coming to Calgary. We're going to fucking have a drink. We're going to rent a barn. I was like, we'll have a discussion about politics. If we don't agree, let's fucking go. But, and I, I want, I was ready. I would have fucking just planned an impromptu trip if COVID wasn't going fucking ape shit like Fuck AIDS that. over we there. We would have drove. We're Fuck still going to go. Anyways. But just to touch on, on that a little bit, throughout like the entirety of my life on Twitter, I had followed that guy. And he had never once mentioned politics that I can remember. And all of a sudden, this election came out, and he was just like off the rails. Oh. I had to stop following him. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know what the hell it was. But anyways, with Tony D'Angelo, yeah, sure. Some of what he said was up controversial. For, up for controversy? Not even controversial. Just depending who you talk to, they could be like, "Whoa, I don't like that." But at the same time. He's supporting the person he probably voted for. Yeah, which as a Democratic person, we might shit on people for voting for someone we don't like. But at the end of the day, we don't do what's happening in the U.S. right now. Like this is unreal. You vote for Trudeau, I'm gonna think you're an idiot personally. Right. Right. But but one thing I would say is like I I think that Justin Trudeau has been a good leader throughout COVID. Okay, well, we're not going to start on that. Why? All right. Uh, I'm going to bite my tongue. I don't want to get into it. Oh, now uh, I'm very curious. And I'm just saying it's just because no, he's. I think up. he's handled it with okay. grace. No, he hasn't at all. In comparison to Trump, he's done a no. much better job. No. Anyways. Okay. But I disagree. But we can still hang out. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Okay. Is that in Canada, you vote for Trudeau. I vote for... I don't vote for... I I'm sorry, I should say you vote liberal. I voted I vote... for Trudeau the first time and I... Did not vote for him. You vote time. for liberal. I vote for uh, Can I at least be the conservative in this exercise, You vote please? for NDP. I vote for the green P. Uh, oh, okay. green, Whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just, at the end of the day, we still have a beer together. Mm-hmm. Uh, non-alcoholic versus alcoholic, whatever. Uh, in the U.S., we shoot each other. Yeah. That is literally what it looks like on social media. But then again, I've also found something during the election there because I, I, I know a few people from Tennessee from uh, my cousin's wedding that I still kind of keep in touch with a little bit like just on social media. And if we go to the States, we try to hang out. Um, they're in like Tennessee is a red state and all of the people I I'm met shocked. there were all Trump supporters. I'm shocked they're like not 50-50 because they're not... 
Well, it's like it's like every red state though. The cities are pretty blue. Oh, I right. See. Okay. I got so you. just and like yeah. that's like that's where division is out there. Um, but after and like D'Angelo, uh, after like it was pretty much announced that Biden had won, he just said, "I hope for the best for my country." Right. And I hope Biden does a great job. And you know what I found in talking to the people on like from Tennessee, it's just like, yeah, they wanted Trump to win, Biden won, but they're not going to pout. Like that's right. one thing. It's like how much did, and like I think that there there's a lot. We only hear about the radical left and the radical exactly. right, exactly. and there's a lot of people in the middle there that maybe are heavy leaning left, but want what's best for the country exactly. and hope that Trump did. Did well, and vice versa from the red states, right? So, are uh, from people so that vote red. I guess only playing devil's advocate, he, Tony D'Angelo deleted or yeah, deactivated. I guess yeah, word, his account after tweeting a bunch of stuff, and then he comes back and says that it looks really bad because it makes it seem like what he was saying was suppressed by. Well, that's what Chase said. He was like, oh, the Rangers probably like smacked him on the ass. And like, this guy doesn't give a fuck. Tony D'Angelo does no, not give a fuck. But but then he, he, so he says all this stuff and then boom, his accountant is gone. Boom, he's back and says, I wish the president does well. So that, at that point, it seems a little bit questionable. But at the same time, maybe he just deactivated his account so he didn't have to see all the bullshit. And then once the presidential race was done... He okay. wanted to say, yeah. So you yeah. can, sp- oh, and that's the thing. It was just like, it rubbed me the wrong way knowing what Chase's yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, opinion was. Right. And that's why I went after it. So I hope you listen, Chase, and, and you hear why you pissed me off and why we can still be best friends. Apparently you're best friends, though. And Fuck you, because he's my best friend. Yeah. Well, so I have a lot of We're still of best meeting friends. in fucking Calgary. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go, bud. I haven't been in a fight since, like, I was 19. Holy shit. Whoa. And for those of you counting, you know that I'm 30. So that's 11 years ago. Yeah, not me. I probably should get into a fight. That was only 10 years ago for me. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. I'm still young. I know. Lucky bastard. So anyway, so uh, <laughs> let's let's end this off with a little bit morbidity. Actually, it's hilarity for me. A little bit of what? More morbidity. Morbidity. Is that a word? No. Okay. Well, that's sorry. why I was wondering what the fuck you All meant. Right. Let's end it off with a little bit... More of a morbid ending. A morbid ending. Yes. Clef Bomb is not playing next year. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, and yeah, that's important on this podcast because we know how important he is he's to a, me. Apparently a rocket, according to Dude, That's like, okay, man meat rocket. Like, yeah. You know, you know, in um, Step Brothers, after they say that we just become best friends, how they got there was like one person you would sleep with if you're a man, and they both say, John Stamos. <laughs> yeah. I say Oscar Kleffbaum. I don't say Oscar. Kleffbaum. I know you don't. You probably say Johnny Goudreau. No. Yeah. No. He's your type. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? I feel like you'd like a man that you could handle. <laughs> or, uh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. I don't know how you like to get down in a hypothetical gay situation. Like, you obviously don't think about it as much as I do. Clearly, I'm going after Barack Obama. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> That'd be interesting, I guess. You, know. you have to read Michelle Obama's book, Chapter One: How to Tell if a Dick Tastes Presidential. It's a Bill Burr joke. I can't take credit. But anyway, so that is that could affect the Oilers, though. If no, it would have. It would have if um, we didn't sign Barry because that come. I guess so. You're Tyson right. Barry came in, and then 
And that's pretty much why. And like Ethan Bear, he was really good last year. You expect him to take a step. I'm I'm really bullish on Caleb Jones. I think that he's the one that's going to have to take most of that ice and maybe step into a top four role. Really? And if not, Chris Russell pretty okay. much comes in. And that's yeah. why he got the extension too, right? Well, no. He got the extension for the draft. Well, that too. But it, but it's also, I think, like, uh, he's a great guy to have with a bunch he of young defensemen. He blocks 4,000 shots a year. So yeah. if your goalies suck. and Yeah, but the other thing about uh, Chris Russell, what's great about him, is he's just one of the he's just that kind of veteran guy that you want your young guys to learn from. He shows up, he's, he's a, a good pro, and he does his job and goes I've home. I've been telling you since you got him. Yeah, and so. now he's going on year five with I us, know. and so. he's going to have a year six. And so. yeah, fuck, he. Uh, I'm buying a jersey. I'm going to get a Chris Russell. Whatever. Actually, I, I pulled the Chris Russell when I was playing for the Capitals. Like a legit one that worked. Like I did the whole like Lay down get down and sweep the stick and nice. knock the puck. It was fucking great. Fuck. Scary That's and like because every time you're at face level with a fucking puck, it ain't fun. Yeah, we've seen that happen at our first. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. okay. So we're gonna finish on this story. Okay, so you tell our first, <laughs> our first and only game I hope so you far in to- beer league. Uh, a buddy of ours came back after having played rec hockey or beer league hockey. In two years. And we were probably three quarters of the way down the first period, I'd say. Um, no, no, no. We were... This was literally our second shift. He was my D partner. Really? This was shift I thought two. It was, okay. So it was early in the first period. Like eight minutes into eight the minutes game? Eight minutes in because we take 12-minute shifts. Anyways, uh, <laughs> face off. Uh, the other team tries to chip out the puck. It hits off this our buddy's stick. It hits him in the eyebrow. Okay? And... Looked like nothing. It, it looked like a... It hurt, but he was going to get off the ice, put ice on it, and be done with it. Well, as he was skating off, I'm sitting on the bench, and it almost looked like his eyebrow was legitimately hanging out because it had split, but it wasn't bleeding. So anyways, he went into the dressing room, and it turns out that what happened happened was is that it never actually split, so it wasn't bleeding. So the blood was pooling in his eyebrow, and it was overhanging his eye. He had to go to the hospital just get the eye drained. It was fucking unreal. Yeah. So For, like I was on the ice, like I was probably the closest person to the incident because he had kind of yeah, pinched right. in, and yeah. I I was kind of half committed to like covering the other side of the point, but also I had to think about coming back. And then all of a sudden, it's just like the play stops, and I didn't think nothing of it. I was just like. Uh, my old defense partner, he's a little past his prime. You know, he's got to get Davey? off. Oh, yeah, oh, Davey. He's good. He's good. And then, no, he seems like a good dude. And anyways, just like, I was like, it looked like nothing. I seen the speed of the puck there. Yeah. And then when he sent, we got in for intermission, he had sent the pictures yeah. that I showed you there to our group chat. And we're like, holy fuck. And I just felt really bad because I was just like, yeah, this is kind of annoying running time off the clock. Like, just <laughs> fucking get up. Well, he was saying that it only hurt right where the puck hit. Like, nowhere else it hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And his whole eye was just fucking black. Fuck. But he was telling me, he's like, I was on the fence about putting my visor on. He's like, but first game back, he's like, after two years, he's like, you know that first couple of games you breathe different than when you're in shape, right? He's like, it's just going to fog up all the time. So I didn't put it on and then nothing fucking happens. So. Yeah, that's why I had to play 45. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Play a lot more and score two okay. goals. That's and, why you uh, score two goals. You're on nice two assists. Time. Jesus Christ. Then had five okay. assists my next game. Share some Nine ice points time. in Jesus two games. 4.5 points per game. Not a big deal. 
Not a big deal. All righty. All right, cool. So this was actually a really great episode. I have to admit that. I think that, yeah. We started off by serenading you. We have to serenade them out, don't no, we? No, we yeah, don't. No, we do. No, no. Anytime I... What's a good song? What's a good song to send it away with? Hey there, Delilah, what's no. <laughs> Where's that? Oh, it's close. Yeah. It's I know cool. who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. Take me home. <laughs> okay, bye.